This is the best of two pros in a cup of Joe with LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, and Jonas Knox on Fox Sports Radio. It's a Groundhog Day. I know you being from PA, LeVar, is that a uh, big-time uh, day in it's Pennsylvania? It's yeah, It's a real thing. I mean, what do they do that? What does uh, uh, Punxsutawney Phil actually pop out of whatever uh, shoebox they got him in, which is animal Jeez. cruelty, just to see? I'm just wondering. I mean, they got him locked in like a bread box, and he's got to pop out and look at his shadow, and they're going to forecast the you know, the future. Uh, just buddy comes man. up out of his hole if he sees his... Shadow, it's it's just like what it's it's less or more. I don't even remember it because living here, you don't worry about that. <laughs> yeah, stuff. I know. But I think if he sees his shadow, it's more bad weather for a little while longer. Or or if he doesn't see his shadow, yeah, it's bad weather for a little while longer. If he does see his shadow, then. Things are looking on the up, and then he walks back into his hole, and I'll see yeah. you guys next year. It's like trying to have a conversation with somebody in Alaska about tanning salons. You know, it's just yeah. that they can't really. It's just if not you see thing. somebody in Alaska with a tan, that's that's impressive. <laughs> it is, especially uh, if it was a natural tan. Yeah, it know? is absolutely. Yeah. Right. Speaking right. of natural tans, uh, Brady Quinn uh, with us here as well you, too. You as say we that take you naturally tans. <laughs> have either of you even been to Alaska? No, no. But I've seen I mean, Deadliest Catch. I mean, I'm, I know it's sunny. It's just cold. Yeah. It's not always. And it's cool. dark out for like 25 hours a day, certain times. I want to go to Alaska. I'm fascinated uh, by Alaska. It's also sunny out for like 24 yeah, hours. Yeah. It's an I, I amazing really place. I really care less. Do you, do you care, LeVar? No, not at all. <laughs> it's probably not a place that I'll end Very up good. going to in no. my lifetime. No. Um, all right. So, uh, with that being said, uh, happy Groundhog Day to everybody listening. One of the uh, more underrated. Uh, comedy films of all time uh, and then we move on uh, for away from the comedy to uh, this bombshell that was dropped in the NFL uh, yesterday um, you know we were planning all right let's you know make fun of each other for making an over under prediction on Tom Brady and when he announces his retirement and of course 20 minutes later he announces it but uh, away we go Brian Flores the former head coach of the Miami Dolphins has filed a class action lawsuit alleging discrimination during the higher process with not only the Giants this year, but the Broncos a couple years ago. Uh, And it goes a little something like this. Uh, The claim against the Giants is that they had already planned on hiring Brian Dayball and that uh, Brian Flores was just sort of brought in uh, and as sort of a mock interview, if you want to call it that. And his proof is an interaction with Bill Belichick via text message where Belichick congratulates him on the job, thinking that he's Brian Dayball, not realizing that he's Brian Flores. And so those made its way into the lawsuit as evidence of the Giants already had their guy and he was being discriminated against there. Then there was the... Uh, the other discussion uh, uh, when it comes to the Miami Dolphins, in which the Miami Dolphins, um, he said that Stephen Ross offered to give him $100,000 for every game he lost a couple of years ago uh, because he wanted to tank, uh, that there was reports that the front office was mad that uh, they weren't losing games. Uh, the uh, the report also went on to say, and the lawsuit went on to say that, uh, that uh, he was uh, brought in to meet with a quarterback that was under contract without his knowing on a 
yacht somewhere in my in South Florida during the winter time. Allegedly, that quarterback was Tom Brady, but but uh, Brian Flores wanted no part of that, and so he was sort of shamed into being looked at as difficult to work with, et cetera, et cetera. Afterwards, he didn't want to play ball with them, uh, and then it goes to the Denver Broncos portion of things, where according to uh, Brian Flores, he showed up to his interview with the Denver Broncos a couple years ago, and it was clear that John Elway's John Elway and others in the front office were hungover from the night before. They were an hour late, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And away we go with a bombshell, a class action lawsuit from Brian Flores, who is uh, taking out not only the Giants, but also the Broncos, the Dolphins, and the entire NFL, all of which involved in this uh, have already come out and denied uh, and uh, defended themselves via social media against these allegations. So there's that. All right. All right. It's a little hot potato. Who wants it? Who wants it? it? Go ahead. Hot potato. You want it right here? Racism hot potato here. I want to hear hear what LeVar thinks because (laughs) I I, I feel like as a middle-aged white guy, no one cares what I think about this subject. (laughs) I'll I'll be honest. I'll be real with you. I don't feel like anyone cares what I have to say about this subject. So I'll start here. For him to file a lawsuit against so many different parties, he clearly believes that he's done in the National Football League. I mean, I'd have to start there. He 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 feels as though he he does not have a fair opportunity. Um, now, to what degree, what capacity? I don't know. Is it is it never a head coach? Is it not a coach at all? I, I'm not certain what it is, but I I almost feel as though that's the first feeling is he's been backed into a corner, and it's something that he loves to do, something that he wants to do that he can't do. And if you're trying to figure out based off of what his resume is in my, and he doesn't have a job right now, what is he basing what is he basing his lack of employment or his lack of opportunities off of? And 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 generally speaking, it's it's always most likely based off of race relations. And and I don't think that that's you know, that's nothing new. That's not a military secret that's been let out. Oh, my gosh, somebody is, is maybe racist or maybe prejudiced, whether that, that is what it is um, that took place. Uh, you know, I, I tend to fall on the side of life is about solutions and problems. And when you find yourself in a problem, you have to be as honest as you can possibly be with yourself first as to what your solutions are going to be. You have to be solution driven because no matter what the problem is, if it's your problem, you still have to solve for it. So if it if it does happen to be racism and prejudice that is playing a part in why Flores is in the situation that he's in right now and he felt strongly enough about it to file a class action lawsuit against these parties – then he must feel like that's his reasoning or the justification of it and and his solution is to take it to court and stand up for himself in the court of law. I'm not going to sit here and be the one that says that whatever it is he's feeling and what he's going through isn't valid versus valid. I, I think that he's doing what he feel is feels is best for him. And and that's kind of how I, I look at it, because the, the whole idea of what racism and prejudice represents, first of all, everybody's prejudice. I mean, that's just is what it is, whether you're prejudiced against one thing or another. 
everybody has prejudgments. They, they, they're prejudice of something, whether it's the way you were raised, where you were raised, how you were raised, whatever. If you're spending so much time worrying about what people think about you, you're giving yourself less of an opportunity to get to where you're ultimately trying to go. And I've always looked at things that way. I do not make I do not make excuses for myself. I do not give myself outs on things that I'm trying to accomplish in my life based off of the color of my skin. And that's just how I approach things. Now, everybody doesn't approach things that way, and it, and it really has become sensationalized to play the race card. Everything, when it doesn't go right for someone of color, it, it is the race card is brought into it and is brought into play. So for me, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not really close enough to this Flores situation to say one way or the other if he's legitimate or legitimized for what he's doing other than to say he feels it's legit so let's see how it plays out but for me yeah. I just I would I, I I would assume that he doesn't believe he has a fair opportunity in the National Football League at this because this is 100% a bridge burning act that yeah. that he's doing right. yeah yeah I, I think the thing that you do when you file a civil lawsuit and what he's done is what usually leaks out or what usually comes out is the most damning evidence and of the examples that jonas laid out whether that was the text from bill belichick and i, I guess you can say well bill belichick you know is basically congratulating one brian thinking it was Brian Dable when, in fact, it was Brian Flores and it was before Flores had even interviewed, that's not necessarily racism. I mean, if, you're, if we're really breaking down each of these events, you know, they might have called Bill Belichick about Brian Dable. They might have called and talked to him about Brian Flores. And they might have said to him, hey, we've got a young quarterback who we feel like we've completely botched the last three years, as their owner has publicly stated. And we want to bring in an offensive guy who we feel like can get this kid back on track or at least give him a shot this year to see what he can be. You know, if you look at what Brian Flores did with Tua Tungavailoa, it was awful in regards to his development. You could probably throw him in the category of how the Giants handled things with Daniel Jones, admittedly so, and how that's worked out so far. Brian Flores falls in that category. Jerking him in and out of a starting lineup. You know, and, and replacing with Ryan Fitzpatrick. Then this past season, the, the comments that were made the entire year. And you got Deshaun Watson kind of out there looming. So when you look at it all, the fact that they had to vet the coaches that they're interviewing. And that they pro- and Bill Belichick probably got the sense that Brian Dable was the guy. It doesn't mean that Bill Belichick's ultimately deciding who's going to be their head coach and him, him saying, hey, congratulations, you know, it, it sounds like you're going to get the job, however it works. That, that's not the, like, the stamp of approval. I mean, it was the last time with Joe Judge. I mean, if you look at how that worked out with Joe Judge, he wasn't even close to the favorite or a guy that they had really contemplated until he interviewed. He went into that, knocked out the interview, and then after the fact, when they talked to Belichick, they're like, yeah, this, this guy's the guy. And that obviously didn't work out two years later. So I, I think they're more looking at this from what's best for their quarterback, maybe what's best for their team right now at this point in time moving forward, going from a guy who was a special teams coach 
he kind of, uh, you know, had a hard time with the media, hard time making sure he, he kept his team playing for him. Versus a guy who, I mean, he's got glaring examples of missteps as how he handled Tua. So why would you want to be bringing that to the New York Giants? And so I don't know that the text message exchange demonstrates racism in any way. You know, the, the fact that Stephen Ross wanted to pay him $100,000 every loss. <laughs> that's the So one. they'd have the number one overall pick. <laughs> that's not racism. No, that's a whole different yes. issue. If you've got an owner that's who wants narcissism. to pay. <laughs> yeah. If you if you get an owner who wants to pay a guy to be able to to lose to them, be able to get the number one overall pick, I would assume if he's signing up for that, he's not falling on the sword too. And they're saying, "Oh, we got to move on from this head coach," right? But that's still not an instance of racism. But he could try to turn it that way. It could be. It could be manipulated. It's not. It's not. That has nothing to do. That could have been any head coach. It could have been. It could have been any head coach. It just happened to be him in that position. And the reality is, it was more about who they were trying to draft, and not necessarily. Not necessarily. Which, by the way, look how that's worked out. You know, right now you got the you know Cincinnati Bengals. It would have been Joe Burrow. You have the Cincinnati Bengals now playing in the Super Bowl two years later. (laughs) Yeah, but and another thing is with the Denver Broncos and that situation. I mean, it's going to be a a Broncos word versus Brian Flores word. I, I don't know how you prove at least what's been put out there publicly how the, how that's racism that he's looking at them thinking, all right, they came in after all night bender. I mean, okay, I, I, I you know their 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 accounts are completely different. They've denied it completely. I, I don't know how you prove him saying he's looking at oh, this guy feels like he's there's drunk. They've been out all night. First off. I mean, if anyone knew how the Denver crew had kind of operated, that could have been every single guy they interviewed. I mean, it's like you think it was bad for Flores. Look I've how big Fangio was John when we hired him. Before. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've, I've, I've been at the Pro Bowl with John Elway before. <laughs> yeah, and like, I, I got to hey, tell you, I mean, John Elway knows how to have a good time. He I don't knows know how to was, get after it. I don't like, know you if think he was that was how Flores interview went? Wait till you see Vic Fangio. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm just but, saying, you know, just for that. So my thing is, it's like if that's – really what the evidence is if, that, if that's the evidence that's out there what's being circulated publicly i think it's gonna be you're gonna have a hard time proving racism or discrimination in that case and and he's gotta he's gotta have a bunch of correspondence or he's gotta have some damning evidence of that and the reason why he does a class action is obviously you can get guys like david coley or guys like Stephen wilkes uh both who are fired after one year you can get other coaches to jump on board uh, and help support him in this. And so it's not, you know, a scenario where we're looking at Brian Flores all alone trying to basically carry, you know, that the weight of all minority coaches that are ever interviewing for head coaching jobs, right? Like they're trying to get other head coaches to be a, a part of this. And maybe you bring in more light and more evidence, you know, have, filing a civil lawsuit, lawsuit they're going to have to go through discovery. And that's the last thing any NFL team doesn't, you know, wants to do, hence the John Gruden issue. That's one of the reasons why they end up settling there. So I, I don't know that this goes very far. I, I think they might you know, end up settling this thing before it's all said and done. Otherwise, the NFL will be subject to a, a bunch of emails and correspondence and stuff coming out that they probably don't want it seeing the light of day. But I think that that's what, what the court of public opinion – this lawsuit has to be considered to be you're going after the court of public opinion. So whether the logic of it is you can't look at it as this is racism – in any way, it's still it's still the court of public opinion that will say, "Oh, this is racism," and and whether and, and what you're saying is is correct. 
you don't want you don't want to have to go into you know what discovery is and and what may or may not be there or something that could pop up. So you are gonna you you probably are going to settle it. And if you do settle it, then that is that is a, almost a form of of legitimacy of what his claim is if it never had to go to court. But again, my point would be, what's the ultimate end? You know, by doing this, you get you get a settlement. What is that settlement for? I, I could imagine it's not going to be for for a crazy amount. Did, did the, they the disclose the amount? Hundred million. Hundred million. Well, uh, I mean, if you settle for half of 50, that, I mean, maybe yeah, that's not maybe that's not bad. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at six a.m. Eastern, three a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. All right, so here we go. Uh, let's get into uh, two all-time great players uh, who I think hate this show. Um, we talked about Ben Roethlisberger, and uh, was we were discussing, all right, so when's Ben going to uh, make his retirement <laughs> announcement? And, um, you know, I threw out there, uh, you know, I feel like he's going to let it, uh, let it, you know, hang around for a little while. I feel yeah, like he did. wants uh, some isolated yes, time. Did. He wants, you know, to have the stage to himself. And um, eh, about a half hour later, Ben decided to retire right after we went off the air. Then uh, yesterday on the show, we were betting over under on when Tom Brady would have officially announced his retirement. And I asked the question, oh, over or under the Super Bowl, and I think we all felt like it was going to be after the Super not Bowl. Not all of us. They're, they're just, you know, I, I, not all of us. I was, I was, I was with Jonas on this one. Yeah. I called the under on. Yeah. That. Well, did you call the under being about 15 minutes after uh, the show ended, or no, uh, I called it on the air. Okay. Look it up. Right. I, I, I just nobody cares now. It's just. They, I mean, it got ruined. Did, Nobody cares. Uh, was that a direct attack against us that they couldn't announce it on the show? They had to wait until right after it does the show. Seem kind of weird. I mean, it's a little weird. It you know, does. like you could you couldn't do it on this show when we would have given you know, like rolled out the red carpet in the ears of America. I will, I will and given say them, this though: you know, presentation in today's technology age, things are by schedule, and and when you have people who are like he probably has a dope team of. Uh, people around him, strategists and stuff like that. There are there are peak hours. You know the the algorithms that that you pull together and and how you market and you brand and you promote and you advertise. There are peak hours that you schedule to release information. So whatever time that information was released, that was probably the peak time or one of those peak times of where you get the most most action off of it the most reaction from it when you do it this so. is morning drive man yeah, like it doesn't get better not, it's, it's, it's not morning here yeah, yeah, yeah he's whatever yeah, it's and, and look yeah. it's like uh, evening uh evening time in istanbul on the iHeartRadio app point That's is true. It, it's it is drive time in istanbul yeah it is it is a, a, a big time stage for those guys to okay. announce their retirements well, and they got a us in the nuts well, uh and then 20 istanbul minutes after we go off people the air are offended and they'll file a class action <laughs> lawsuit <laughs> for being discriminated they, against for not getting the information when it's their drive well time. whatever you do I mean, don't, I, don't I show up hungover. this around the other way by the way like the dolphins claim about ross wanted to pay him 100k per loss you could almost be like well what other coaches that aren't minorities were off, ever offered that i mean i'm just that's I'm a good throwing point. that out there yeah that, that yeah. is that is a good point yeah that's i mean you know that's that's a that's a wild claim uh from uh brian flores i, hey, I mean he's got to have evidence to back that up right uh, well, no, I mean, uh, you know, apparently uh, we, we don't need All evidence. I know is I'm not going to try to lose, but you're going to pay me that 100K every time we do. <laughs> uh, yeah, that is that is true. If we're oh, bad, we lost today. We're yeah. I'm going to need that 100K. Like, yep. 
I tried to lose. It, we just didn't lose today. So are are you guys? Um, are you That's guys? The problem is the players aren't going to like abide by that. Right. right? Like you may be paying the coach that, yeah. but you for you tend to forget the players' jobs are on the line if they're going to have a job next year. <laughs> they can't go out there and lay a stinker either. Jeez. Can I ask you guys on? Um, are you disappointed in the way? That Brady announced his retirement. Are we going back to this? No, I'm, yeah, I'm just saying, no. you know, because there's there's well, he didn't really announce it. Yeah, like well, it, it was kind of announced for him. It was, uh, you know, what it was. It was like a bad surprise party. It was. It, it's it's kind of what it is, right? Like it was like a couple guys walked in. Oh, it's a surprise party, and like the person who you're actually <laughs> celebrating walks in. The party's already going on. Everyone's having a good time, and no one notices. That's uh, kind of what how it worked out. Surprise. No, we yeah. said 7.30. What are you doing? And, it, yeah, they just butchered the whole thing. That's a problem. <laughs> Did you see the one one uh, Instagram post where the guy was sitting on the porch and he was he was faded and the dude came walking up? It's like, what, what are you doing? Like, why are you here right now? Like, And he totally – like, I forget the whole skit. I, I, I bombed this just now. But it was so funny because then the wife came out or the girlfriend came out and was like, what are you doing? You just ruined the party. Oh, like, man. whatever, come in, da-da-da. Everybody, everybody said happy birthday instead of surprise. But this is actually the opposite, right? It's actually the opposite because – you're talking about when the person is celebrating their birthday and the, and the the surprise gets ruined by somebody telling the guy that it's the, or the the lady it's no, their no, no, birthday. No. I'm saying it's like someone walks in and ruins the good surprise. You ever had one of those where everyone's hiding? They like, oh, it's not Bill, it's Ted. Dang it! And then everyone eventually stops paying attention, lets their guard down. Meanwhile, Bill walks in. Everyone's already drinking and partying, and they they already wasted the good surprise. There you go. The good surprise has been wasted. That is that is the whole point of this all, right? Is that Tom Brady knows that, and if you want to say he hates our show, you can say he hates our show. But he probably has listened to our show and said, "You know what? Those dudes are right." They totally ruined my announcement. They totally ruined my dismount and my landing. And that's that's I have to live with that. So I might as well just go ahead and release a letter and say, well, Phil, and move on yeah, from it. Pissed. It, it is. You know what's sad about it? Not that he ended with the Super Bowl and or back-to-back Super Bowls like Elway did and sealed off in the sunset. Because that was, that was the best. There was nothing better than Elway's you know, final chapter of his playing career. This one's... For John, yeah, now and now yeah. always showing up to head coaching meetings drunk, faded. I mean, he how, how could he? He earned the right to I come mean, in good faded. God. Huh. Well, <laughs> but that being said, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, I feel like everything else in Tom Brady's life and career has gone pretty well. Like it's yeah, all right, for, it's all right with me if the uh, retirement <laughs> announcement doesn't go well. Like I'm okay with that. Like I, you know, he's. He's been there for 22 years. He's had the greatest career we've ever seen, maybe in professional sports. He's married to Giselle Bunchin. I think I'm okay with, uh, with with his retirement not going as he planned. Right? Like, he, like, I'm good. I think I'll be okay from this. And his last throw was a touchdown pass, correct? I mean, I, I, I want to say, wasn't Tom Brady's last throw a touchdown pass? Yes. Uh, almost, it was it to Evans? Oh, yeah. Or it was, um, you, no, no. His last throw was to, that. his last touchdown pass was to Mike Evans. Um, but his last throw, I want to say, was to uh, to set up that uh, rushing touchdown by Leonard Fournette. So, mm-hmm. you know, at least, look, there's worse ways to go out 
at least he brought him back in that game. He got bloodied up. He got called for a personal foul uh, or a, a, a misconduct or whatever they want to term it because uh, he was screaming at, at an official. I wonder if he's going to file a class action lawsuit oh, against, against I mean, the people who released the, the information out on him and discriminated against him being Tom Brady. Because I think that, you know, for what's good for the goose is certainly good for the gander. I mean, he was drunk at that Super Bowl uh, boat party. I, I wonder if that's going to be brought up against Tom Brady to work against him, that he was drinking, uh, what was that, cucumber tequila? When, like when that, he like and and yeah. through the and actually the the gall and the nerve to toss from boat to boat the Lombardi trophy, yeah. which by the way the creator's daughter came out uh, and and scolded Tom Brady for doing that and 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 the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I just wonder if there's going to be a lawsuit here that the media jacked up this man's retirement. I want to know. On that note, on the sculpture sculpture of the actual Lombardi, it doesn't seem that complicated. I mean, I I feel like you could find someone else to come and replicate that. I'm not really sure the uh, the original designer – or sculptor, you know, should have as much weight. Yeah, it's like, the, it was a pretty, pretty simple design. I mean, it's a pretty sweet trophy. I'm just, I'm just saying, it's well, pretty now, simple. We could probably have someone list, knock that off in a heartbeat. Add to the list of people who hate our show. Now, the daughter of that sculptor <laughs> now has added us to her her kill list of people who well, she does not want anyone to disparage or take away from what that Lombardi trophy represents from what her dad has done. Well, let me listen. Uh, you know, just because it's art doesn't mean it's good art. Uh, there's a lot of stuff that I, that are sells for uh, hundreds of uh, thousands of dollars. It looks like crap. So, I mean, it, you know, it is what it is. You should uh, see me naked. Uh, and if somebody painted that, you'd be like, oh, my gosh, yeah, what so, is that? But it might be great artwork. I you know, hear it you, It might man. make sense. You know what I mean? It'd be like, uh, why, 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 why would anybody paint a gas pump? I'm you just know? saying it is what <laughs> What is wrong with you? What do you mean? (laughs) What is wrong wrong with you? Is that not a compliment? Come on. It could be worse. Uh, Uh, All right. You know, it's not a squirt gun. Yeah, uh, no. All right, uh, I do they have a do squirt gun. You guys want a? Uh, you guys want some Tom <laughs> Joe Brady? Joe says that one gallon tank. That's all he's doing. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about it. One gallon. He's, he's gonna walk down the yeah. road to fill up the <laughs> car. <laughs> car <laughs> out of gas. A lot of uh, a lot of rust <laughs> on that too. <laughs> um, all right, do you guys want a little uh, Tom Brady trivia here? You want to take a stab at a little oh, Tom yeah. Brady trivia? Yeah, any sort of game show music here. Some Tom Brady trivia here on Fox Sports Radio. This is this is some good stuff here no cheating uh, uh, i grab my f- i'm looking I, at twitter why are you so paranoid i have a feeling that uh, brady quinn has already seen this uh and i will explain uh, why he's probably already seen this all right so here is the trivia question i want to see how many of these uh, you guys can get there are five teams that tom brady never lost to in his entire career all right, five teams he never lost to in his entire career. Who wants to go first and guessing one of uh, these five teams? All right, the Browns. Wants, uh, all right, so yeah. the Cleveland Dang, Browns. took mine. Uh, the Cleveland Browns. That That's is. That's on there. Easily. That is incorrect. Shut up. What? That is incorrect. Huh. That is not one of the five. Not one of the five. That is silly. Never lost to. Uh, the Bengals. Uh, the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, Cincinnati for Brady Quinn. Uh, that is incorrect. 
Never lost to what? Well, only leaves thirty, uh, twenty-nine more teams. Yeah, I mean, at some point, I'll just give these away because uh, I don't want you know, you know, eat up a valuable air. Is this time a little here. more difficult than you thought, Jonas? Uh, He's no, definitely it's lost a, to Miami. He's like, lost like to one, one of them, one of them's pretty obvious because he hasn't played them the all that Jets? much. Uh, no, the Jets. No, no they yeah, fought, they yeah. Beat him. He's lost to the Jets. Yeah, of course. Well, yeah, of course. And you can't say the uh, Lions because then Patricia beat him. Yeah, yeah. Right. so he the, lost the, to the, the Lions. Patricia beat him like the first. Uh, I mean, first year. Let's go Jacksonville. No, he's. He's lost ah, to quit. I don't care. Uh, listen, just right, tell us. All right, so, what a terrible game. Well, yeah. well, listen, one of these is pretty obvious. He just played him for the first time well, last clearly year. clearly isn't obvious, Jonas. Who did he play for the first time last year in his entire career? New England. Yes, that's New England's one of them. Uh, here are the other four uh, that Tom See, Brady. See, I took them out of it. Uh, I said 2019. You didn't hear me say that? You should have said, no, LeVar. It's 30. Tom listen Brady, to what I'm saying. It's 30. Tom Brady uh-huh. never lost to the Buccaneers. Okay. He never lost to the Cowboys. Oh, wow. He never lost to the Vikings. Huh. And he never lost to the Atlanta Falcons. So it's all NFC teams. This is such cheap. Right, that's barely, so cheap. He barely, barely played them. Well, no, he's played like there were. You know, he played to the Falcons ten times. All I mean, right, there, there was enough steady, there. Really? That's Listen, a lot I, of times. I don't have to tell you guys. All right, I'm just. Uh, you're yeah, you're looking you at it. Don't yeah. act like you're judging us. You uh, sounded like you're Harry looking Carey at the answers. Uh, by the way, speaking of Harry Carey, did you guys see what the date is? Still judging your pops. Did you see what the? Was that your it's Harry Carey? Was that LeVar's Harry Carey? <laughs> Holy cow. How do you say Jonas backwards? <laughs> Sanaj. It's too, too, <laughs> 22. Deuces are wild. And speaking of deuces, that's what Brady's been doing the last two hours. Hey! How do you say Brady? And that's not a lie. Hey, some of us got a stomach virus right now. To tough this one out. <laughs> oh. yeah. How do they Hang say in there, brother. virus backwards <laughs> is Quinn Households? Hey! <laughs> Why did, uh, why did right. LeVar sound like he was trying to seduce you? I don't know. <laughs> oh, yeah. it, was, it was like a seductive Harry yeah, Carey. It's, like, it's like Harry Carey after the game. That is, right? a, <laughs> that is a good point. Thank you. Uh, all right. This uh, show. Uh, listen, this is a serious time, guys. There's serious uh, content going on. Uh, all right. It is yeah, uh, two- always drunk interview. Yeah. What's new? <laughs> Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Hey, this is Jason McIntyre. Join me every weekday morning on my podcast, Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. This isn't your typical sports pod pushing the same tired narratives down your throat every day. Straight Fire gives you honest opinions on all the biggest sports headlines, accurate stats to help you win big at the sports book, and all the best guests. Do yourself a favor and listen to Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We turn it over. Uh, the great Petros Papadakis is with us here on Fox Sports Radio, the co-host of the Petros and Money Show, uh, yeah. Fox College football analyst, and congratulations are also in order. His alma mater, USC, with the biggest get of yes. the century, Caleb Williams. Yes. I mean, P, this is, I mean, you talk about a momentous occasion for USC football, right? The biggest coup ever. I think it's good. I mean, I don't know where else he was going to go. <laughs> well, I mean, Wisconsin wasn't the natural fit there for him? 
<laughs> I mean, he's from Washington, D.C. Yeah. Which yeah, is so uh, Wisconsin makes sense, yeah. We don't have a lot of guys that have played at, in the on the – I mean, there's Jonathan Ogden, a Hall of Famer, just like LeVar Arrington at the college and pro level. Yeah, I didn't get uh, him in the pro. Not the pro one, yeah. yeah. But, yeah. but still, uh, Jonathan Ogden is from uh, Bethesda, I think. And then there was a great running back in my day at USC who didn't pan out. You know, one of those guys that just – uh, whose personal life caught up with him, I guess. But Leonard Green was one of the best running backs I ever saw. Hmm. And uh, I think he only had one 100-yard game at USC, and, and, and he wasn't there very long. But he was from D.C., and there's a few guys here and there. But uh, it's it's interesting, you know, that he's all the way from D.C. Lincoln dug him out uh, to get him at Oklahoma. You just heard Eddie say, uh, in the middle of a lot of lamentation, about the effing commanders. Yeah. Uh, well, but, if you uh, were the USC commanders, would you like that? Well, yeah, Cobra Commander. In oh, fact, I oh. queued this up for you guys. Oh, okay. Hold on. You know, the it's USC really, you know, Cobra Commander. Family here. Okay. Here's Cobra Commander. Everything it says on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah. That sounds pretty right. I mean, it's like four minutes. Yeah, we can just a- do this. And there's Destro. Hey, is that Dan Snyder? I mean, that's a Destro, good voice. Destro, yes. <laughs> Destro had a dope voice. Cobra oh. Commander had one of the most irritant type voices ever. It was irritating, super bad, super bad, like get under your skin type. type I, I'm, I'm a big fan of Cobra Commander, so mm. I like the name change. Now, as far as Caleb Williams. would have showed his face. <laughs> Well, he's Cobra Command. Neither did Destro, but that's yeah. because his face was badly burned. Okay. Uh, GI right. Joe, everyone. By the way, GI Joe. Okay. A real so American awful. hero. Yeah. Right. You don't know about GI Joe Brady. I used to play with GI Joe when I was little. I haven't really gotten into it since then. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> well, when they put the cartoon back out for free on YouTube during the pandemic. Let's just say that I uh, reconnected. Reconnected. <laughs> that was before. That was before school every day, right? Uh, uh, eyes, before, right? after. Yeah. GI Joe. Well, Thundercats was American after. hero fighting the Cobra foes. Thundercats was so phallic, though. You know, with the growing sword. Yeah. He was like thunder, and it got thunder. a little bigger. Thundercats. Yeah, got a little bigger. Yeah, then it was like, all right. So, yeah, so you're I'm saying fully around. So you're saying his sword kept growing, and then he called for the hose. Is what yes. that's what you're saying? Well, sorta. Okay, all right. but I didn't say all that. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Although I did think I saw Lionel in that video. Every other city we go, every other video. Uh, Can I throw this one out at you? So while we're on on the topic of DC and Caleb coming uh, out here, I'm gonna play some go go. Yeah, shots out to, out to the backyard yeah. band. Shots the BYB out to and the Huckabucks. Yeah, all right. You know, shots out to Chuck, obviously. Chuck. Uncle yeah. Chuck, you know, What's the up, godfather Chuck? of it. Well, Chuck. he's not here anymore. Up, Rest Charles? his soul. Uh, oh, sugar yeah. Beer and all them EU. Hey, so listen, um, uh, I, it is a hotbed of talent in, in D.C. and the DMV. Yeah, but they all go to uh, Penn State or Maryland. Okay, but now you get Caleb to come to USC, do you feel as though there might be a a push to get more players <laughs> from the area? 
a DC uh, a, a DC uh, exodus? I mean, I won't say that large. I mean, that's going to be difficult yeah. to beat Larry Johnson at Ohio State or Frank at uh, at Penn State or even Locks at at Maryland. Yeah, I mean, there's just it's the same thing coming out to LA and trying to get uh, a guy or a. But lot you do of guys. see a lot of West Coast guys go east. You do, and but. How many of them are you going to get if you concentrate on the area? Like how how you're flying all the way across the country, you're spending a bunch of time in LA. Let's say you targeted ten guys, like a volume shooter at the club. You targeted ten girls. He only wants one, right? But if you're targeting ten recruits in an area and flying across the country constantly, you know, in, amid the other responsibilities you have, you know, because that's college football coaching, and you only get one out of ten, and the, the other nine went to Lincoln Riley, uh, maybe it's not the best ratio. But, you, I mean, of course, I mean, I remember uh, different guys come from different schools that had a connection with USC back in the day, and it would be celebrated uh, in the newspaper and stuff when that kind of thing was more relevant. So it could start a DC exodus. And if it does, you will be the first to get credit. The one mm. thing that interests me really about Caleb Williams, like you said, he's only played the seven games, but he's a good looking kid at six one two fifteen. He, he's got like a running back's body in some ways. He stands tall and throws the ball beautifully, but Lincoln Riley's going to call quarterback run, you know, he does that. He just he called it when Baker Mayfield was the quarterback. And that really is an equalizer. And it's a it's a it's a confident way to call plays. Now obviously I think if he had a different quarterback, like the kid at Los Alamitos High School that's committed to USC, mm-hmm. uh, what's his name? Malachi Nelson. Mm-hmm. Uh he might be a little bit different. I mean he's obviously adapts to different players, Kyler and all this, but the one thing that concerns me about USC, and I think they're going to win 10, 11 games a year uh, now that they've kind of flipped the, the field on, on the West Coast. They're going to be relevant. Brady and his crew is going to do the big noon out there. There's going to be a lot of celebration of the team, and they're going to win 10, 10, 11 games. Have they addressed the line of scrimmage and defense to where they need to? I don't know. Uh, I, I don't, you know, I... I not certainly not in the media <laughs> like they have with all these skill position guys and uh are they going to be able to push the alabamas and peoples like that off the ball when they get in those games i don't know if and when that'll happen but this is certainly all very positive for my alma mater mm. I-, I was going to ask you that because you get the sense that you know they're, they're get, you know getting all these recruits they're t- bringing some guys from oklahoma which <laughs> I guess it begs this question. Do you feel like there's an ethical issue with some of the players that left Oklahoma and came to USC? And I'm not saying that Southern Cal and Lincoln Riley are the only school doing this, but did, did you feel like there's like an ethical issue right now in regards uh, I, to the transfer portal and how this is all working out? In regards to the transfer portal, this is the ethical issue that bothers me. And I don't blame any kid for going anywhere at this point. At this time, if anybody's willing to pick up stakes and, you know, 
get out of their girlfriend's bed and go to another school, good for you. <laughs> I, couldn't, I couldn't have done it in college. <laughs> <laughs> I had my face right wait, between those get lucky cheeks. Twice, huh? <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, uh, wait, 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 P, what did you say? You had no, your no, face nothing. where? I didn't say it. <laughs> <laughs> I was up in there like my coach, John Robinson. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Uh, so anyway. Like, like the piety contest stuff, yeah. stand by me. Yeah, it was like uh, Richard Nixon. I was, <laughs> oh, no. Uh, so, anyway. Sound like uh, that dude off of Star Wars. By the way, that's a lie. You, you left Cal. You went to Southern Cal. You, yeah, you I left, left Cal because she was back here. Uh, <laughs> oh, 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 no. Oh, no. Came down that the five freeway with my, uh, yeah. No. That turns out, no. Oh, uh, but, man. anyway, the point is, uh, I don't mind the kids. Out of control, uh, man. Here's what ethically bothers me about it is – what about all these kids that we've been just hyping up for no reason at USC for the last three years? Every recruit that signs, like, oh, this guy. And these guys are getting discarded like trash. Like, you know Lincoln Riley hasn't talked to each and every one of these guys. Maybe he has. I don't know. But just the and the people just acting like the last dozen years of absolute – chaos and ineptitude and the ruining of people's careers for 12 years at USC didn't happen. Mm. Like all that's erased before Lincoln Riley's team even takes the field. And I got to be honest, I'm not that willing to let it go. I think all of this stuff is great for USC football. I think it's even better for the West Coast and the rest of us in the Pac-12 for when Washington State plays USC, that might be a big noon game, right? Like, there's going to be a lot of attention on this team and this school again, and we need that on the West Coast. We need that for the new Pac-12 TV deal. Anybody that denied it is probably living in Eugene, and they're wrong. So that's all great stuff. But the last 12 years have almost ruined West Coast college football in the Pac-12. And certainly it's just been awful to cover and to have to sit there and talk about it. And I'm one of the only people that's actually been true to myself about it in, in a lot of ways, I think. And I'm not willing to let go of the last dozen years of people being screwed over because the transfer portal is like a slot machine right now. You know, let them take the field and win the conference and we'll say, great, you know, look what they did. But right now, F that. Does that uh, does this make them the favorite in the pack now? Oh um, yeah, yeah. You think it so? Should be. Yeah, but okay. you know, like it just the same thing, Levar. Like what I was saying earlier. Like when they get in a game with like Cincinnati when they got to the championship this year, and Washington when Jake Browning was the QB and they got to the championship, and just over the years these teams that have gotten in they get in the trenches with uh, Alabama and the Georgias of the world or Clemson and they can't push them off the ball. Mm-hmm. And, they, and, and I hate to say be so simplistic on such a complex sports show. Grady said it earlier. <laughs> but go you ahead, know, drive it home. But, you know, they just can't do it. Straight, so, uh, straight X's and O's on this show. You know, one of the only places that's been able to develop great offensive line over generations of football. Is Wisconsin. Uh, on the West Coast oh. is, US, is USC. 
Yeah, use end the day back in the day for certain. Well, yeah, I yeah. mean Anthony Munoz, and they were all people from California. You know, Anthony Munoz, Bruce Matthews, uh, Brad Buddy, yep. uh, Yeri, Ron Yeri. I mean, it goes on and on, and they were all developed players here. And then the Pete Carroll era, they did the same thing. The Khalil brothers, Khalil, Sam Baker, yeah. people like that. Uh, they had a great thing going. So if they can recreate that, I think they'll be in great shape. But is Lincoln Riley the coach that he is? Uh, willing to do that i think he i think Tyron maybe smith yeah maybe yeah. more than people yeah from rev high yeah. uh red yeah. east valley i think maybe he's willing to do it more than people think he is but I, I still think that they have to really address the line of scrimmage before you know before i i hire the tuba player to come and play everywhere i walk around <laughs> uh get him on twitter at the old p petros papadakis uh you hear him on am 570 la sports by the way uh phenomenal interview with eric weddle yesterday with you and uh, matt money smith that was good stuff um him talking about uh, how he was uh, you know first game he was really really involved in and he was uh, pretty sore and banged up afterwards i know that uh he that, said uh, uh, that he didn't hey. feel okay till this morning yes. or yesterday morning <laughs> Petros, I, I want to know what's going to happen now with Rap probably coming back and, and Fuller and Nick Scott. It's like, is, I know he let him in tackles, but does he expect to start and play like, as much probably as he did last not. game? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he'll get out there. He's, a, I mean, he's, Matt asked me why. Uh, you guys got to go, don't you? No, no we'll we'll go, okay. we got a minute. No, we'll we'll go, a minute. Go, Matt asked me why, uh, why I thought that, you know, he could just come off the. Because f- obviously, coming out of two years of retirement. And playing at that level, it, it, this it's an unbelievable story. And it's because he's one of those – there's like a handful that I've seen over the years. I played with Troy Polamalu, who was one of those guys for sure. But just an instinctual safety that's two steps ahead of everybody anyway. And he just – he knows where to go. And they probably play him on the boundary now. And he just – he can play. Uh, his body got a little beat up because he had a lot of tackles, but it's just because he he relies on his instincts and he knows where where everything's going anyway. Be- and there's only a few people like that. Ed Reed was that way. You know, you could be big, strong, and fast and physical and still be an absolute fart in a whirlwind back there. <laughs> you know, it's, <laughs> it's very, it's a very, very difficult position. And these guys kind of feel it like improvisational jazz guys. And they're just there when, and they, and they align up everybody else. So uh, he's an amazing once in a lifetime talent and an absolutely great, humble guy who's a local here from Alta Loma in California, Rancho Cucamonga area. Yeah. So God bless him. Yeah, he's a good dude. Uh, it is uh, Petros Papadakis, uh, Fox College football analyst, AM570 LA Sports, the co-host of the Petros and Money Show. Get him on Twitter at the old P. Uh, Petros, always fun, man. Let's do it again next week. Super Bowl week, baby. Yeah. It's fun. Your, hey, time, look of, up, your time of year. Look up Destro's origin story and you tell said, me that they're or, not going to make a movie or, about it. Or, or what? Origin. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Okay. All right. I'm sure sure that Destro's had sex. (laughs) You think so? (laughs) Uh, I like that when somebody says, like, you know, that that girl, she has sex. It's like, 
Well, most people do. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She's an adult you woman. Like, no what do you filter. expect? Oh, Your man. filter is, is, is non-existent. All right, Pete. I love it. Uh, we will do it again next week. There he is. A lot more F-bombs when I'm off the air. The, the great Petros Papadakis. Again, get him on Twitter at the old P. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.